Welcome to the Party Pro Toolkit, sharing stories and ideas to empower participants and producers of nightlife, festivals, and burner culture. Greetings, this is Melina Liu, and you're listening to the Party Pro Toolkit. In a society that is obsessed with the end of the world, we are reminded that we are but passing tourists in this experience called life. When traveling as a tourist, one should make the most of their experience with the limited time that they have. Armageddon Beach Party in Detroit reminds us to embrace every moment, a name that represents the epic celebration at the end of the world. Co-creator Elena Smith says, if the world's going to end, why not enjoy ourselves? And if it doesn't, why not live life like it is? As she explains the concept behind their artistic brand while sitting next to her collaborative partner and husband, Aubrey, and their newly opened brick and mortar store of the same name. Most everything in Armageddon Beach Party is designed by the duo, each piece created as a full collaboration. But Aubrey and Elena are li also living an arts-fueled love story that has been layered with synchronicities along the way. People refer to them as one soul with two bodies. This power duo in Detroit has been together for 10 years, creating collaboratively as self-employed artists for the last six. There was an immediate attraction between the two when they met as they discussed how similar their unique illustrative art styles are. They later found out they'd grown up less than two blocks from each other and that their grandparents had been political activists during the same time in Detroit. But the most interesting proof of their cosmic connection came when they discovered matching birthmarks on their opposite hips, a symbol of their singular soul parting at birth. I joined Aubrey and Elena on October 21st at Armageddon Beach Party, where they were hosting friends and having a celebration after the closing of Theater Bazaar, an incredible immersive performance and party that takes place every year at the Masonic Temple. Uh, so I'm here at Armageddon Beach Party, the new location, or the first brick and mortar location, right? Yes. Uh, and I'm here with Elena and Aubrey, and um, Tell me a little bit about Armageddon Beach Party and its place in Detroit and how you know your work is connected to the city. Well, we've been uh, self-employed artists as Armageddon Beach Party for the past six years. Um, it's uh, essentially our, our life's work. Um, we uh, six years ago, we uh, decided to drop our day jobs, take a massive leap of faith, and go completely self-employed as artists. And so, nine to five rat race <laughs> grind, sitting in an office cubicle, and <laughs> miserable, soul-crushing work. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, we needed to just take a big leap of faith and just say, fuck it, we're gonna go do our own thing uh, and we're not gonna look back. And uh, essentially, Armageddon Beach Party uh, is the brand that we've created as your Detroit it's our, base brand. It's, uh, it's our artist, artist name as well. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. We do all of our artwork uh, completely collaboratively. Um, our new brick-and-mortar retail store functions as our retail store, personal gallery, and venue where we're able to work towards building a community um, and just uh, help uh, interconnect the, the, the city and the subcultures of the city. Of yeah, we, we basically planned, planned for this space to be a, a hub for the subcultures of Detroit, a, a place where 
all people of all different backgrounds can gather and enjoy all themselves. forms of expression welcome yeah i love the uh all of the the art in here is a collaboration between the two of you yes, yes. That there's such a powerful expression across so many different mediums and the ways that you found all of these interesting different, you know, trinkets and applications and ways to, you know, even the same print or design can just be applied in so many different ways. It's yeah. one thing that we've uh, been very fortunate about uh, as artists is that um, we have a strong uh, marketing and branding mindset uh, so which is very important to be able to have uh, the mindset to be able to take a painting to do the painting and then after you've done said painting or Actually, work of art be like okay what can I do with this afterwards yeah yeah where where we create most of our pieces uh, in, in a way in which we plot out potential alternate applications for them oh, like well we're conceptualizing them so we'll uh we'll consider a new piece of work that we're creating and say hey what other ways can we utilize this is this a piece that is uh something that we would want to put into print ideally of course you want pieces that yes. you want to make prints of so the initial thing is always doing like a fine art print of the piece and then after that we'll um will uh, look at other types of applications, whether it be uh, like pieces of like wearable art or accessories or, you know, or what have you. Housewares, um, whatever. Yeah. Like, if you can think it, you can make it. And it's um, just figuring out how to make it. Uh, but yeah, I love that. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, we've been um, creating collaboratively um, for the past six years, um, like we fully both, across the yeah, board. yeah, completely cr collaboratively from the conceptual stage all the way to completion. We both and, have a hand in every step of the process. Yeah, like we're both really strong artists on our own. We've both been artists ever since we were kids. Um, like I have a BFA in illustration from the College for Creative Studies, um, and like. Aubrey is like practically went to CCS as well. I didn't he officially go. Like, I couldn't afford it, so yeah. I, I spent four years sitting in on her classes. Yeah, so, so like everybody a, thought he went there anyway. So it's great. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah and as long as I was there to uh, participate and learn, like the teachers didn't mind me being there. So I got a fair bit of the education, just not the degree. Yeah, but so he's so he's super talented as well. Just amazing, self-taught, and um, we like we've been together for a decade, and even our first conversation was about how like insanely similar our art styles were. Yeah, there's and <laughs> there's a lot of really weird synchronicities between uh, between us. Like we, we like to joke that we're uh, basically one person in uh, in two bodies. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> like a lot of yeah. it's very rare to find, yeah. you know, that kind yeah. of collaborative creative mindset that can really <laughs> meld together like yeah. that to produce so much work. Like a lot of really weird uh, like synchronicities like um, our, both of our grandparents are old school political radical activists and um, 
oddly enough, have been friends with each other since the 70s. We didn't yeah. meet each other until we were 18, just randomly uh, at a small cafe. And, and, and come to find out, we grew up only a block and a half away from each other our entire lives. And we just never went to different met schools. until we were 18. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we, um... And like uh, we have matching uh like matching birthmarks even like it's super yeah, crazy like there's a the list goes on yeah on, like mine yeah. are here and hers are on the other side yeah <laughs> these <laughs> matching little yeah. yeah these matching uh two two dots oh that's like where yeah. you're, you know you're supposed you know uh <laughs> Disconnected at birth and then right. form. Yes. Yes. So exactly. like uh, and then our, our parents were like the the wild childs of our families, um, like fairly punk and like roaming around the, the Detroit cast corridor. Um, and yet all these things came together and uh, we like we led these very similar parallel lives uh and when we got together like our art styles were like almost the exact same like we thought like they 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 were fairly unique and then we uh got together and yeah (laughs) and it just like meshed perfectly and um we essentially uh it wasn't until we'd already been together for like four years that we even considered working together like it never like like collaborating on anything we it never we had, had dawned on us before yeah. we doing like uh, career oriented and then one day we came up with this concept of uh of armageddon beach party at first it was just a name that came about and and yeah, um, well, it's basically the it's the beach party at the end of the world. So, so if the world's gonna end, why not enjoy ourselves? And if not, why not live life like yeah, it is? Yeah, you know, we live in a society <laughs> that's so obsessed with the end of the world. We've lived through countless supposed doomsdays, and we imagine we'll see many more in our lifetime. So, as exactly as she was saying, basically, live every live every day as if it was your last. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Live your life to the fullest. Uh, so I'm really interested in your involvement here in Detroit and all the different ways that you both have been involved in the scene. You're telling me about uh, your involvement with the Lincoln Art Park and some of these larger installation experiences that you've curated. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. Uh, so we, uh, we actually helped found the Lincoln Street Art Park. Uh, we were uh, part of the crew people that helped get it all started. And Many, uh, many years ago, we yeah. uh, we worked for the, the Recycle Here Recycling Center, which is the Lincoln Street Art Park is uh, off the back of. And so it, back in the day, it was just a, an empty lot that people kept dumping garbage actually, in. Actually, when they first opened, for the first like two years that the art park was open, there was actually even a, a plaque up <laughs> that had like the names of all the founding members, and we were on there. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. At the time, like way back then, that was like the biggest thing we'd ever done was like being part of something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of like a ton of really amazing things. Um, we uh, we also were the first people to ever get married there, um, as well. Like it's this place is like really important to us. But um, so we have uh, uh, 
we used to be involved with uh, throwing this massive uh, set of festivals there um, where we would host these, we would um, essentially curate these um, just amazing immersive experiences. Um, and this is long before we were Armageddon, well, it started off when we were, before we were Armageddon Beach Party and then went into... Um, like the last two... Yeah. Because uh, we did the the festival four times, each time a different theme. Yeah. The the last two that we did we're did we're under, as Armageddon Beach yeah, Party, and Army the Army. actually the the final one we actually uh, were half of throwing the entire festival, which was amazing. And, and was this at the um, at the art park at, at Link at Lincoln okay. Street Art Park. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and uh, the the last one we did was called the Last Erection of the Hegelian Monolith, and we curated um, all of the art installations, and um, we had this amazing, um, like this amazing uh, monolith. Foot. That, this amazing yeah. 35 foot uh, monolith that we built where you walked up a set of stairs and walked through a door and there's uh, strobe lights and fog machines going off yeah. and um, when you go in and you close the door behind you the outer walls were rigged to a series of power wash uh, of hoses and a power washer so when you close the door behind you the, the outer walls sprayed blood out fake blood out into the crowd <laughs> like you people were being sacrificed and you exited through a little trap door in the back that led you off the side of the stage yeah it was, um, there it was were very fire cool. performers yeah. all over the place uh, uh, there was uh, uh, Gon Kirin, the the fire breathing dragon, uh, which was one of uh, Doyle Hughes pieces. Um, Very recognizable was, of the yeah, of the whole burner community. Yeah, um, there was. Uh, we were working with our friends uh, uh, in Botanical Fortress, who um, they actually like founded the whole like set of mm -hmm. festivals, and um, and so like they did the whole music end of it, and then we worked the whole art end of it, and it was just like it, it was just such an amazing experience and we uh we we really enjoyed doing stuff like that but unfortunately they uh stopped doing the festivals a few years back um just because they were getting too big uh -huh. they were free yeah. they're they these giant free shows and they were getting too big so uh everything was done they uh they just most of it was all DIY <laughs> yeah, made with exactly. made with and put together with the stuff that we found around the recycling center that people yeah. dropped off. Uh, okay. Like yeah. with each one, we maybe threw the entire festival, which uh, had between like one and two thousand people. Wow. Um, yeah. Like the each year it got bigger and bigger. The first one we did was uh, maybe six hundred people, and then the the last one we did was like almost eighteen hundred. You mentioned traveling to other festivals, and yeah, um, I'm curious, like you know, what that um, has been like, and. Uh, you know, kind of the other ways that you were getting your artwork out there and supporting yeah. yourselves uh, before actually opening the store. So we started off um, uh, just going around to all sorts of local music events and asking if we could set up our artwork. So we'd, uh, at first, we would just set up and live paint. And 
we Back just towed around no a ton of paintings. Too. Like, yeah. No one Nobody was fucking would. doing it. It was an unheard of thing in the Detroit <laughs> area to be no, doing no. live painting at shows. And now oh, it's a big everyone problem. does it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we contributed to that yeah. happening because nobody was doing it at the time and, and like really around here. And um, we, we inspired a lot of people to like go self-employed or start like start their own small business and do all this kind of stuff because they saw us like going around like every single weekend we would work when we first started out we we would work like four shows a a weekend like four shows a week like, like it was in Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the these hustle. are these yeah. are. Like, we did all genres, bands, DJs, all different venues across the Detroit area. But like, uh, what really helped us get uh, build a, a strong like community and fan base around uh, around the artwork and what we were doing was, and allow us to uh, continue expanding and growing uh, as artists um, and as a brand and business as Armageddon Beach Party was the electronic scene yeah. like yeah. so we were we were doing like four shows a week but they were like they would start at like eight nine o'clock at night and but we would be there at like six or seven to set everything up uh for the show and, and then, then we, we would, would be, be there, there until, until like, like four or five yeah, in the morning yeah or at least we wouldn't get home until then yeah i mean like <laughs> pack yeah. everything up at the end of the show we gotta stay till the very end and it was oh my gosh it was so intensive it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. but um after doing it for years and years and years it really started to kill us yeah, <laughs> like, it, it takes, it takes a, it a, a, a yeah. big toll on mind body and and soul yeah. um yeah. just but, emotional yeah. toll as well yeah. but, but, but it was seems like you responded to that and yeah. kind of found a way to make the work fit for you yes and it like it really helped fuel our creativity a lot because we would always constantly um have to live paint at shows so we were we like to joke that we fit like a decade's worth of creative progress into just a couple just a couple years because because we were were on the hustle so hard that it was like uh (laughs) it was like constant artist boot camp just like consistently kicking out as much art as we possibly could. Yeah, we've created because over we at the time we didn't have like, enough uh, <laughs> like funds yet, and hadn't built ourselves up to a point in which we're at now, where we have all these various applications of the artwork on various other products, like prints, clothing accessories whatever whatever yeah, uh, we, so we it was, didn't have the funds to make that kind of stuff happen so yet. our primary so, resource like, was selling as much art as we could yeah so that. we've created over 500 paintings in the past six years and we've sold all of them except for what you see right here Wow. And even <laughs> even this right here yeah. in the shop, like it's just, it's, this is just yeah. what we have it's, left since yeah. the grand opening, which we opened uh, three months ago. We've sold over twenty paintings. Yeah. Um, and so, then awesome. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you saw the, the giant uh, Gidget head that was on the wall. Mm-hmm. The yeah, that was that was sold. The the guy um, 
just came came, came to, to pick uh, it up. Came so. to pick it up. Like it yeah. sold at the grand opening, and he was just like, "I don't have, I haven't had the time to come uh, to come get it. So can it just be like on display in your shop until <laughs> like, like yeah. I'm ready?" Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so uh, with. Uh, with working so hard doing all of that um, we were really able to build up a lot of momentum and so we um, we uh, got to know a lot of the different production companies that were uh, throwing shows at the time the whole scenes changed now yeah. but um, getting to know all those folks helped us with a lot of connections so that we could then work bigger and better shows and so we you know we slowly but surely made our way up the ranks yeah. <laughs> through doing we saying, all of that uh, and, <laughs> Back then, like no one in the uh, no one was doing live painting in the in the Detroit area, and like randomly, uh, a good old friend of ours uh, had was throwing a show, and he asked us to like he really wanted our artwork to be there at, at the show, and he's like, um, "Would you guys like to come live paint at it?" Um, and so we did that had a blast and actually made like decent money and mm -hmm. uh from there we're like, like wait got a minute to know this some is... other production crews and they um like so we started to do more shows and realized that it could be a lucrative uh, very lucrative um option to go with mm -hmm. and because prior to we hadn't even known that it was yeah. an option like so, <laughs> they hire you to come and paint nope. and then you also or is it just from it selling was, your painting um, it's just from selling your yeah paint. it was just okay. from selling your painting so we would go in live paint so there's a performance aspect to it mm -hmm. and which engages the audience and so then people come and, and engage with our work more because they see us actively creating. Mm -hmm. Like if uh, someone wanted to have us out in live paint but not vend and sell our wares, then uh, then they, then they, then they would have to, yep. to pay us to, to be there yeah. in live paint. Yeah. Um, but that would be more just hiring you strictly as a performer. Yeah, yes. so so okay, essentially, yeah, so essentially with most shows, um, now some shows we had to pay to vend at, but usually what it was was that we were able to um, sort of a sort of a trade arrangement in a way where, where they get to have a live to painter and, their show and, and yeah we're able to make and we're able to make money off of it yeah well, so vending. rather than so then that's the yeah. exchange that, that yeah. Makes sense. yeah so that's that's how we got our start we and did we did that for a few for, months and yeah. then like six then months and then started yeah. doing like uh small local festivals well actually mm -hmm. we, we did that for like five six months and then literally dropped everything we used to live just uh like two blocks down the road and we dropped everything we said fuck it packed up what we could into our car and other than that and like uh a couple small boxes of personal like sentimental sentimental keepsakes that we Ditched stored with family everything, everything we owned <laughs> went out on the side of the the road and we left and we did four months of traveling across the west coast living out of our car selling our all across the country like just rolling from town to town setting up our art and selling it anywhere and everywhere side of the road uh like parks going into shops directly and selling our wares to uh yeah. to the businesses if we needed to get uh, off the the road for a little for a night and like shower and sleep like have a nice um like bed to sleep in 
that we didn't have uh, enough cash for at that moment trading artwork to the people that uh, like either work at or own whatever hotel you know, hotels. It actually to, did work um, a couple times. We were like, like trading artwork in exchange for a room. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Um, like, and, such a beautiful so the, story of yeah. like, you know, just making that work. Yeah. yeah. So, but that was yeah. like, that was the very, very, very beginning. That's where we first went self-employed, traveled for four months all around the country, um, and then we came back to Detroit. Yeah, uh, we came back to Detroit, um, got married um, on our five-year five anniversary, anniversary. Oh, wow. Did our and then wedding on a. Um, <laughs> like a budget of like 150 bucks and yeah. it was just like 20 like uh also like 20 close friends and family members yeah, and it was just a gypsy wedding yeah wild crazy gypsy wedding like yeah. we uh you know how most couples do like a um <laughs> a like candle lighting at the end of the ceremony uh-huh. we had uh we lit two giant torches and then of had a 20 foot, foot like uh, a 12 foot diameter bonfire pit and we had like the, a 24 uh, flame yeah because yes. we just like piled the um the, the pit like super high with wood pallets and like <laughs> yeah and then moments after we got married and kissed um a train came by because it's also right by the train tracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a train came yeah, by and stopped, uh, <laughs> stopped right there on the train tracks, and we had a, uh, a backpack full of spray paint in our car. Yeah, and, and we just, immediately like, ran up and tagged it. And we did like a yeah. whole train car about how we just got married. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Um, but like. But, We've uh, only been gone yeah. for a few months, and so we had enough, uh, like, of our connections around the Detroit area to, like, hop right back into uh, doing shows. Started doing as many shows yeah. as we could. Got enough yeah. money within, like, and two that's, weeks that's to when get we, a new place and yeah. move into southwest Detroit. And that's when we started working, like, up to four shows a week. Just, yeah. like, back to back to back. Okay. And so we, we kept building up from there, made our way through the ranks, um, started working larger and larger shows. Got into um, then festivals. Started, yeah, then started doing, um, like, got a really good reputation. Like, people just loved working with us, so we were, like, constantly being offered different opportunities or, like, just reaching out to people and saying, like, hey, do you mind if we get involved with you? Yeah. And, you know, like, we give them a whole rundown of what we do and show them our art, and they would just, like, fucking love it. And so um, then we started doing uh, small festivals, like, small local community mm-hmm. festivals. Working up to, like, that Midwest. Was, uh, yeah. Like local Midwest fests, yeah. which were like smaller, like fam fests, uh, where it's like you know, it's fun, a cum- couple fun hundred people, you know? yeah. like nothing too big or crazy. Yeah. And we did that to build it uh, enough on our roster to start doing the big national festivals because the big national ones. Um, they won't even look at your application unless you have like a whole laundry list of other mm-hmm. festivals that you've uh, that you've done before. Yeah, um, uh, they want to make sure that you're like yeah, that you're ready to, to actually. To, yeah, because yeah. it's a to big undertaking. To do that. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, so, did you both grow up in Detroit? Then? Yes, yes, Detroit born and raised. Cool. So, yeah. what's uh, can you describe what it is about the city that you love, and you know how you're connected to this community here? Just like. I'd say it's really um, just the soul of the city, the beauty and decay, the the grit, the 
the culture, the, the music, just, the art, yeah, like all of it. <laughs> Detroit's a, a, a grimy, tough city. Yeah. It's becoming less so as the years go by, and the city um, starts to go through this whole new renaissance. Um, but we've been all over the country we've been out of the country uh, a few times and there's nowhere like detroit like we've looked around at other places with like you know trying to gauge if there if was we some wanted to live elsewhere, live you elsewhere know. and nowhere and else quite home. felt like home we've nowhere been compares. to been to a few <laughs> like really amazing places that definitely stole our hearts and uh, like new orleans new orleans is uh, probably like our like second a, favorite it's place it's like a sister city to detroit really hearing. is yeah. like yeah. there's yeah. a <laughs> small town in netherland uh, uh called netherland in um colorado like 20 minutes yeah. up in the mountains from uh from boulder yeah. we almost like, stayed there yeah <laughs> they, <laughs> they almost <laughs> got us yeah. it's a population of only like 1500 people like yeah. scattered out in the mountains the, the town itself is um only like a couple blocks big and it's all like old hippies and travelers that just mm-hmm. came through fell in love and never left yeah <laughs> yeah so we were uh yeah so we so so we've explored tons of different places and um we places just we'd realized... love to visit but don't want to actually like live yeah new orleans yeah. is really cool but it's a little too like party centric for us yeah like the, the party never stops they don't they like they don't have a last call mm-hmm. they <laughs> they just it goes on and on and on <laughs> yeah i mean not live there anymore. <laughs> so last question for you um on this idea of like you know sharing what you've learned along the way on your path to getting where you are today. Um, is there anything that is in your personal toolkit that you'd like to share with other people? Um, um, the biggest is, advice I would say is like, uh, it's all about you're, o- yeah. you're always going to have uh, different hardships and you're going to like, it's going to be a roller coaster. If you, if you decide to take your own path and do your own thing and try to be self-employed, start your own business, whatever, um, you're taking on a lot and it's going to be a roller coaster. They're going to have a lot of ups and downs. You're going to have some really, really amazing highs and you're going to have some really low lows. And the trick Mm -hmm. is to just, uh, not let the the low points hold you back or have you or get you to throw in the towel when it, when you hit a rough patch you just gotta hold out and work even harder to, to make it happen like so often we we've seen countless people try to be their own uh boss like creative field or whatever it, it is that they're trying to do and, and the moment the it gets tough that, they throw in the towel and go yeah, back to what they were it, doing before also uh, another thing is that it takes so much more than just talent in yes. order to be able to succeed with being self-employed um, you, it's, important, not just, it's, yeah, it's not just talent it's, it's all about 
the determination, the the business smarts, the uh, the absolute dedication. You essentially have to like have to be a workaholic in order to make it happen. I mean, like, it, it's it's, <laughs> it's it works out because we. Yes, we're workaholics, but we love what we do. Yeah. Like and adamantly love what we do. So. Yeah. 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 So we are fully dedicated and very passionate about everything that we do and um, accomplishing the, the 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 big picture goal. What 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 that means to us. What does that mean to you? Um, at the oh. most base level. Being a make, being able to make cool stuff for a living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make cool stuff, have fun, inspire people. Yeah. Yes. Ultimately, that's what that's what um, that's what any artist really yeah, wants to do is just make cool stuff for yeah, a living. That about and, sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> everything else is, is everything kind else of a is bonus. extra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for yes. taking the time. Well, I know you're super tired. We all yeah. just had theater so bazaar so last night. Yes. yes. Um, but you know, thanks for inviting me into your space yeah. today. It's really cool to just come and hang out here, and I'd love to come back and see you again. Yeah, yes, definitely. definitely. Thank you for listening. This project is brought to you by you, the listeners and supporters of Patreon. If you would like to support the Party Pro Toolkit by contributing five, ten, twenty dollars per month on Patreon. You will help this project grow as we share stories and ideas from party professionals. Support of this project will allow the research to continue in other cities across the country and around the world. To learn more, please visit PartyProToolkit.com.